Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. So I had a pretty good opportunity to uh, do a uh, something I have never really put myself into that often, and that is uh, to be interviewed. Normally, I'm the one that's doing the interviewing, but my buddies in the band Macor from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Amazing band. Used to be known as Blushing Well many, many moons ago, but they have matured into a much more refined group of artists. And uh, apparently they, they do um, these weekly talks, I guess. They've, they've been really bored during this pandemic, okay? And, uh, well, they, they just like to get together and chew the fat on Zoom. So, fortunately, I happen to have Zoom, so uh, uh, Joshua got a hold of me and asked me if I'd like to be a guest on their chit-chat. So, obviously, I'm such a, re, you know, reserved individual. It took a little coaxing to get me out of my shell. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, no, I reluctantly agreed and uh, decided to be a guest. So, thanks to the guys in uh, Macor for a delightful interview for about a half an hour. They've asked me everything from... My, my music, my bands, uh, the, the radio show that I hosted, Bread and Jam, for almost 30 years. They asked me even about my wardrobe. So, And uh, I think what I'm going to do is a token of my appreciation. I may just send them all some of my um, custom-designed um, cut-up T-shirts. Maybe they can pose for it on their next album release. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Well, I... I uh, uh, yeah, well, it, I can tell you that the, the interview was not stupid, okay? But we did talk about some of the stupidity going on. And believe me, there's plenty of it. Well, let's just get right to it. Here are some interesting signs that you have maybe written an inappropriate children's book. Okay. You know, Guns N' Roses just inspired a whole new audience. Kids. That's right. Sweet Child of Mine is an upcoming picture book the band created in collaboration with James Patterson, taking the lyrics of Guns N' Roses songs of the same name and spins it into a story perfect for the littlest fans. So how would you know if the book that you just bought for your little tykes to read bedtime stories to might be a bit inappropriate. <laughs> well, let's see. Maybe the authors are Guns N' Roses? Or it comes with a parental warning sticker? Maybe Stephen King is suing you for plagiarizing his ideas? I don't know. Or maybe it's uh, sold behind the bookstore counter in plain brown wrappers. Or uh, it's a pop-up book based on the sinking of the Titanic. Or maybe basically Charlotte's Web, but with prison gang members. Possibly the movie rights were just bought by Rob Zombie. Or the working title, uh, Morty, the Mischievous Murder Hornet. Reviewers say it's just too uh, derivative of American Psycho. It's being described as Maurice Sendak meets William S. Burroughs. Or possibly a sign that you may have written an inappropriate children's book. The audiobook version is read by Randy Quaid. Well, I don't think I'll be getting it for myself or my um, now adult, near young adult children. Um, however, there is something, though, that has um, uh, happened as a result of this big coronavirus. Once again, we've had some impact to culture. The, Porkin, uh, the Portland, uh, Portland has changed the World Naked Bike Ride event due to the coronavirus. They're still encouraging people, though, to bike naked. It's right. It happens in Oregon, you know. And um, this bad news, I'm sure, 
didn't sit well with some, but no, COVID-19 has canceled the World Naked Bike Ride. The, um, the, the event takes place in June, which aims to raise awareness for dangers cyclists face on the road, while also protesting against society's dependence on oil. Uh, and I'm not sure how riding naked does this, other than the fact that it's pretty dangerous to ride a bicycle naked. Okay. Um, but anyway, Portland doesn't seem to have to put its pants on just yet, according to the website for Oregon's World Naked Bike Ride. The collective ride is pivoting to a World Naked Bike Ride Day with uh, no start location, start time, or designated route. So with this change in place, the site is now encouraging people to just hop on their bikes and pedal around in the buff on June 27th, as long as they practice proper social distancing. You might want to also wipe yourself down with a Clorox wipe. As we've said, people are encouraged to ride naked all day and discouraged from gathering with others. So, no, keep your hands to yourself. <clears throat> um, and a Facebook post that, uh, was talking about this whole thing. The World Naked Bike Ride is not even limited to Oregon. According to the website, 70 cities all around the world participate in this exhibition style of uh, athleticism. <laughs> I don't know. Would you be willing to ride around in the nude on a bicycle if there weren't hundreds of fellow naked bikers with you? Or is that just really easier to do anyway? I, You know, there's enough rural areas here in central Pennsylvania. I'm sure we can find a lonely dirt road somewhere. And, uh, you know, I don't know. <sighs> well, anyway, so here we are back. People are still talking about the kid Elon Musk named. And Elon now is trying to correct Grimes' explanation of how they pronounce their son's name. He's trying to set the record straight, you see, on his newborn son. X-A-E-A-12's name. So his girlfriend, you know, the singer Grimes, offered a detailed explanation about the meaning behind the baby's name. Musk corrected one point of her message. and Well, she tells her Twitter followers X, the unknown variable, okay, that's, uh, I guess, that's like the swords. A-E, my elven spelling of A-I, love and or artificial intelligence. A-12 equals the precursor to SR-12, our favorite aircraft. No weapons, no defenses, just speed. Great in battle, but nonviolent. A equals Archangel, my favorite song. And uh, the um, they've got the little, cr you know, cross swords equals metal rat. I don't know what that means. Early Wednesday, though, Musk agreed with the breakdown, except for one small point regarding the aircraft. SR-71, but yes, wrote Musk, seemingly referencing the Lockheed SR-71 Blackbird. The BBC notes that it's not clear how the name is pronounced and that it may not even be legal in California, where the baby may have been born. How do you say the name? Is I, it a placeholder? Yeah, first of all, my partner is the one that uh, actually mostly came up with the name. Congratulations to her. Yeah, yeah, she's great at names. Um, so, I mean, it's just X, the letter X, and then the A-E is, like, pronounced Ash. Um, <laughs> And then A12 is my contribution. Why A12? Archangel 12, the precursor to the SR-71. Coolest plane ever. <laughs> well, as a person who's uh, very much into uh, aerial travel, as you are, that's uh, perfect. It's pretty great. So while I guess while they disagree on how to pronounce the name of their newborn son, I guess um, you know Grimes had her way, he had his way. And, of course, the... What you just heard was uh, the guy telling Joe Rogan on a podcast that uh, really A.E. is pronounced Ash while crediting his girlfriend for coming up with the bulk of the moniker. Yeah. OK. Um, I, I think maybe what we probably need is a special app that'll help us pronounce this thing. OK. Want to name your baby like an insane billionaire does? Oh, look at Elon Musk's new baby. Little X-A-E-A-12 -E Musk. Well, now you can with the Elon Musk baby name app. Open the app and it will keep spitting out nonsense until something sticks. We named our baby R2 Boom Boom Fortnite. The secret of the app is, well, there's no secret. It's completely random. I just loaded the app and the name of our baby is... 
Formula 409? Just think of the conversations in your house after your babies have such great names. Hey, P90X, tell your brother anti-disestablishmentarianism that dinner's ready. The Elon Musk baby name app, inspired by the most ridiculous name around. Oh, and what's this little cutie's name? Elon. So, I don't know if they've got really strong opinions on how to pronounce this kid's name. I, I'm really probably thinking they should spend more time on who they want to get to be the kid's bodyguard when he gets into middle school. But um, how many of uh, strong opinions do you have on random things? I mean, I'm a pretty passionate individual on a lot of things, and I was pretty dogmatic in my younger uh, naive and inexperienced years. Now, my opinions are still the same. I, I actually have not changed a lot in my opinions. The application of them might have changed, but there's some things I still pretty pretty much hold on to. And um, I'd be willing to engage anybody on them. So, you know, if you happen to be wanting to engage me in some strong opinions, I'd just say bring it. Okay, that's all i got to say. Okay, you, you can go to podcast.insaneericlane.com and there's a little click thing, a button there you can click and you can leave a message. Okay, so you can just, if you just want to give me a random topic and ask whether I have a strong opinion about it, I'll be glad to tell, tell you my strong opinion about it. But we get a little weirdly passionate about some of the random stuff, you know. There was a BuzzFeed survey that was asking people about how many strong opinions they have on some pretty random topics like GIF. Or GIF. Now, they've talked about this on The Tonight Show. Okay, Jimmy Fallon. I've always called it a GIF, but it's really a GIF. The hard G. And I, I, 68% of us agree with that. Okay. Um, here's something else. It, it's okay to tell your partner private things about your friends. 65% agree with that. See, that's something I would probably say. If you were asked not to tell something about it, then I wouldn't do it. No matter what. Okay. Okay. Astrology and horoscopes are not legitimate. Fortunately, 64% agree. Um, that's, that's encouraging, actually. <laughs> Putting your kid on a child leash in public is wrong. This is about 50-50. Yeah, 51% agree with that. It depends on the kid, frankly. You know, I think probably the child leash is okay. The choke collar might be taking it a little too far. You should always tip at least 20% at a restaurant. This is almost a 50-50 split with 47% agreeing. That's only if you think the server is attractive or agrees with your opinion or um, gives you free stuff or something like that. No, I, no I, I usually try to tip. And I'm actually, I try to be pretty generous because, you know, these are hardworking folks. There's a guy that works at the local Cracker Barrel that I've seen. Because that's really the only place we eat. We've got 900 restaurants in State College, Pennsylvania, the home of the Pennsylvania State University. Everything from Mexican to um, Vietnamese. And we eat at Cracker Barrel. I mean, every once in a while we'll go way out on a limb and go to Texas Roadhouse. But usually, oh, excuse me, it's also Olive Garden. Okay. Even during the time when we couldn't go to restaurants, we have takeout. Where do you want to get takeout from? Cracker Barrel. Let me just tell you something about Cracker Barrel, folks. Okay. They, 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 I've said this before. They specialize in mediocrity. Now, they're not a bad restaurant. If you've never been to the South or you've never eaten any food from the South, you'll think, wow, this is really good Southern food. If you're from the South, you're going to say, eh. So... Anyway, that's another <clears throat> strong opinion I have, okay, which also includes the proper way to cook fried okra. <sighs> but here's another one. If we don't talk the day of our plans, they're canceled. 33% agree. That would probably include my wife. Well, we didn't talk anymore about it, so I figured the plans are off. See, for me, it's the uh, theory of momentum. Once the momentum has been set... There has got to be something to stop that momentum or else I'm going to consider it still on. So if you're giving me something that you're planning on doing and we haven't talked since then, I'm watching for you. Okay? Here's another one. When you go to dinner with friends, the bill should be split evenly regardless of what people ordered. 
26% agree. Trust me, I'll find those 26% and I'll go eat with them. And we won't go to Cracker Barrel. Monogamy goes against human nature. 20% agree with that. Um, While you may think monogamy would go against human nature, I would say it goes against God's nature, in my opinion. Okay? Uh, Because I am not you know, a, uh, a, 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 a stud of a dog that goes around fathering multiple children from all of the, well, I was going to say the term for female dogs, but I'm going to refrain from that. But you know what I'm saying. No. I would probably be the one in the 80% of the disagreeing on that. So how many of these do you want to take an issue with, huh? If you want to try, just leave me a message on my podcast page, podcast.insaneericlane. That's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. I'll take it up with you. Well, I, I, th- this was uh, a situation where it was had nothing to do with a, an opinion, but may, maybe not, not necessarily a strong opinion, but maybe a strong odor. <laughs> okay? I, I'm not sure how this guy can ever live this down. We brought this up even at the dinner table because my son seems to have this particular thing happen every time we sit down at the dinner table. He, you know lets loose a one-cheek sneak, an air biscuit, you know. You know what I'm saying? Okay, flatulence. Cops in Nottinghamshire, England, went to a house on this past week, I guess, with an arrest warrant for a 35-year-old guy who had missed a court appearance, and the guy took off to the, to the woods. The cops gave chase. They couldn't find him until they heard a noise from a bush. And that noise was, yep, he, he cut one. Cops found him hiding in the bush and arrested him. Now, the official report was written. The cop that caught him says, quote, I was almost out of wind running, but luckily the suspect still had some. <laughs> so obviously we are telling our son it's probably not a good idea for him to get into a life of crime. So if you didn't already hate the Kardashians, I have some more fuel for that fire. Okay. Over the weekend, Khloe Kardashian thought it would be fun to waste the one thing that stores have been running out of by TPing her sister's house. She stayed the night at Courtney's place and teamed up with Courtney's 10-year-old son, Mason, to toilet paper all the trees and bushes out front. Courtney posted a video the next morning on Instagram calling the prank genius. Well, Twitter totally disagreed with that. A bunch of people online called him out for being tone deaf when so many people haven't been able to find toilet paper and other essentials. So... The mom, Kris Jenner, also posted a photo later on and vowed to help Courtney seek revenge. (laughs) No word on what that revenge might be, but one person joked that they'll probably fill Chloe's swimming pool with hand sanitizer next. Or, look, while they're at it, let's just clog up her toilets with N95 masks. That's what happens when you have more money than God. And you don't really care. Now, I'd, I'd prefer just to be poor like a lot of the Comic-Con people that are going to be, well, they're going to be pretty poor this year because they're not having their Comic-Con, but it is coming to a living room near you. Okay, San Diego Confab draws about 130,000 pop culture nerds to the San Diego Convention Center every summer, announced that it's going to be presenting an at-home version of their annual event and also took the opportunity to kind of poke fun at itself in the process. So coming soon, free parking. Comfy chairs, personalized snacks, no lines, and pets welcome, badges for all, and a front row seat to Comic-Con at home, according to the video. See, Comic-Con naturally features no free parking, no pets, tons of lines, and convention center food. The news comes a little less than a month after they said that for the first time in the event history, they would cancel this year's convention because of the pandemic. But Comic-Con is just one of the many major entertainment industry events to turn into a home online edition because of this whole thing. 
film fests like uh, South by Southwest and Tribeca announced their own online versions in lieu of the physical gathering, and festivals slated for later in the year are kind of mulling that option as well. wonder what other at-home versions that we can do. Maybe I'll try an at-home podcast. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I'll scratch that one off. But here are some ways to make a virtual Comic-Con more exciting, I think. Just everybody wear a costume, but just from the waist up. You have you have to have a girlfriend with you to log on. Okay, that would be fun. Maybe fans have to submit questions for Game of Thrones panel in uh, Dothraki. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some sort of porn Pornhub tie-in. They, they wouldn't know what that was, would they? Host panel called Sucker Movie, Green Lantern or Green Hornet. How's that? I, I like that idea. A Zoom panel. Why not? Maybe to simulate in-person Comic-Con experiences, have attendees just go days without taking a bath. I, I like this. Maybe I do a virtual, event, a virtual event. 89-year-old William Shatner learns how to Zoom. Huh? Beam me up, Scotty. Right, we can hold the least dateable Wonder Woman cosplay contest. What do you think, maybe? Organize a Q&A with George Lucas and force him to apologize for Star Wars prequels, maybe. I don't know. Or another way to make the virtual Comic-Con more interesting, since it's virtual to start with, why not hold it in Wakanda? I don't know. Anyway, people are still talking about the murder hornets. Yeah, so far I think they found two. But they're coming, folks. I'm telling you, we're all on edge. You know, we're, we've got the pandemic. We got the murder hornets. Now we found out these, uh, I guess these blood-sucking monstrous mosquitoes are about to be released in Florida. I don't know. They they might pretty much have a full buffet down there. I don't have no idea. But we're still a little on edge with these murder hornets coming to Washington State. <clears throat> Here's some things that we know about murder hornets. Okay. They, they did emerge from Asia and slowly took over the world. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry, I was thinking of BTS. <laughs> um, they have a huge orange and yellow face. Um, well, no, that's something we know about Donald Trump. Sorry. Or your uncle, who is always on Facebook, thinks they were created in a Wuhan lab. No, no, not right. Some of the things that we might know about murder hornets, uh, they are represented by an agent that's pitching to Hollywood studios. Godzilla versus the murder hornets. <laughs> And despite their horrible reputation, they've only killed a few humans. You know, like O.J. They're two inches long. I know that. In other words, Kevin Hart could saddle up one and fly. You can avoid antagonizing them in the wild just by handing over your wallet and keys. They've been spotted wearing T-shirts that say, Straight out of Osaka. <laughs> so, they've got really large stingers, too. Ladies. There's many ways to get rid of them, including using poison, setting baited traps, inviting them to your improv show. You know, they also refuse to social distance and wear masks, and they dare you to do something about it. They are deadlier than their cousin's Grand Theft Auto Hornets. That's right. At this moment, they are uh, creating quite a buzz, too. I think we should bring in the murder hornets and have them take on Dr. Oz. You know, I wonder what that would be like. Yeah, we got a beef with him. Big beef. First of all, he was dressed up in a beekeeper's outfit. <laughs> Roll the clip. Murder hornets, also known as the Asian giant hornet, have been spotted in the United States. They can kill a human with just a few stings. They've been penetrating through protective beekeeping gear like mine. Asian giant hornet. Oh, good, we're not murder hornets. But then he brought Coyote Peterson into it. The Japanese giant hornet. Oh, Japanese giant hornet now. Yeah. Hey, quick question. If Dr. Oz was an animal, what noise would he make? Quack, quack, quack. Oh, <laughs> good one. These murder hornets have come to this country. How did they get here? Did they fly from Japan? The most realistic way for a creature like this to have gotten here would have been on something like a cargo ship. Hey, guys, did you hear that? Cargo ships, come on. Off we go. <laughs> See you soon. 
I wouldn't be taking any cruises anytime soon either, folks. You know, can you imagine being on a cruise ship uh, with murder hornets inside? I think that's a new movie. <laughs> the sale of the murder hornet cruise or something. I, I have no idea. Uh, well, well, there was a couple of guys mad as hornets at Applebee's over the last call. I got to imagine the staff at this Applebee's was kind of like, we're risking our lives to reopen for this. It's a 23-year-old guy named Derringer Barton and a 21-year-old guy named Blakely Marsh. They were in Kingsport, Tennessee at an Applebee's recently, and they were not happy because the bar manager announced last call at 10.45 p.m. So, well, what do you do when you want to drink some more and they call for last call? You start flipping tables. That's what. Of course, the cops came and arrested them in the parking lot. Derringer was in his truck, so he was arrested for driving under the influence, and Blakely was arrested for public intoxication. Yeah. I wonder if he was related to that other Derringer. I don't know. Anyway. Well, uh, with this pandemic keeping everybody inside and, you know, not doing a whole lot, people are rediscovering some new things, you know, like board games and things like this. Um, if you've got a lot of time on your hands and you still haven't, you know, want to venture out too far, Heinz Ketchup has something for you if you enjoy anticipation, okay? They figured something that can be more frustrating than just trying to get those last few drops of ketchup out of one of their bottles. And if you got plenty of time to wait it out, they've created a new puzzle to keep you busy. 570 pieces. They're all red. That's it. Okay, if you're interested, they're giving away 57 copies of the puzzle. Get it, Heinz 57, 570 pieces. Get it, get it. They're giving this away on Instagram. If you leave a comment like, quote, who you wish you could finish this with. <laughs> and I guess it's a drawing. But remember, it's all red. Yeah. I, I would probably lose my mind if I had that. For some reason, when I was a kid, people thought it was the thing to bring birthday presents to my birthday party and would bring puzzles. Or models, like model airplanes and things. You know, I would rather grind my teeth on a table saw than to have to put together a puzzle of any kind or a model. It's the biggest waste of time in my entire life. So if you know somebody who is really an introvert and they could just spend the rest of their life putting together a solid red 570-piece ketchup puzzle, this just might be for you. I don't know if this is going to be considered one of the greatest toys of 2020, but one thing's for sure, uh, the year 2020 may be the greatest year in the decade. Donald Trump got impeached, then came COVID-19. Toilet paper shortages and stimulus checks. Stocks are plunging, Kobe Bryant, social distance, blaming China. Unemployment, no more sports, how bad will it get? Disinfect, hands clean, hydroxychloroquine. Can't find any Clorox wipes, two months we are stuck inside. Pork supply is shortage, here come murder hornets. Closing beaches, homeschool teachers, everything is canceled. This is 2020, we're not halfway through it, but we're saying screw it. People lost all their money, and nothing is open because of stupid COVID. This is 2020. Parents are stuck teaching presidential briefings This year is super sucky Can't wait till it's over and we're done with COVID
I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving and the stupidity that is always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm always insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can do that at podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment that you have from a podcast or a question you might have, and I'll be happy to address either one. Your question or comment might even just be played and or talked about in a future podcast. And if you or someone you know would actually like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. And if you have that Anchor app on your phone, you can do just that. It's as simple as a phone call. Download the app at your favorite app store and add our podcast, my podcast, to your favorites. You can also email me with comments and questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. That's insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E.com. Of course, you should certainly subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you listen to it on Apple, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio, Public, or Spotify. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. That's Insane, E-R-I-K, L-A-N-E. I don't think I ever remember going to an Ikea. Um, I've seen them, but, you know, we're just not Ikea people. I probably would. If I had my own little, you know, studio apartment or man cave somewhere, I would probably do it. I mean, but definitely Ikea is not the place to get your rocks off, okay? That's the uh, company's friendly reminder after a woman um, pleasured herself on camera inside a a store in China. Mm. Swedish Furniture Company is kindly reminding folks, don't masturbate while shopping. After this footage of this woman doing just that went viral on Chinese social media. It was a pretty raunchy clip. I mean, you see this half-dressed woman touching herself while sitting on sofas, chairs, and beds displaying throughout the store. At one point, other shoppers even walked by and seemingly to try to get a peep show, I guess. I don't know. A woman even twerks for the camera, too. Hmm. IKEA is actually pretty concerned that this could become a trend. Swedish Homeware Group says, We resolutely oppose and condemn this kind of behavior and immediately reported it to the police in the city of the suspected store. IKEA is reminding shoppers to visit stores in an orderly and civilized way. Translation, hands to yourself, social distancing and all, but not on yourselves, please. The women's horny hands are even forcing Ikea's hand. The company says it's now beefing up security in stores. It's unclear whether the video, which has since been scrubbed from Chinese social media, was shot. Uh, The bottom line for Ikea, though, they want you to do it yourself, but that means furniture, folks. Okay? If you've seen the video, it goes on for a while because, you know, she had to build her own sex toy. You know, I mean, I don't know. What do you think got into this woman? And do not take advantage of the awkward way that that was phrased, okay? Anyway, do you have the slightest inkling to want to pleasure yourself in public? Look, if you do, call in and we'll report you to the local police for you, okay? And this doesn't count guys who just need to do some, you know, proper rearranging, if you know what I mean. Uh, You know, I'm sitting here doing the podcast. I'm hearing... Uh, I'm down in the man cave, okay, and 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 I'm 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 hearing this noise, and I'm looking around, and of course, you know, uh, the man cave is kind of sub below ground, not totally. So I've got windows that are, you know, looking out almost just below grass level, and you know, you got the little bucket, you know, in you know for your window. So you know, and and what's what's happening is. As I speak right now, there is this bird who is trying to get in to the window. And he's flying down into that little bucket area in front of the window. I just like to go up there and stick my face into the window and see if that freaks him out, you know. You just never know what you're going to find down here. Anyway, that's kind of weird. Anyway, I'm still chewing over this whole woman, you know, in Ikea, though. Well, look, I, I, I'm pretty sure that, I mean, they're bringing out the security guards. I mean, really? Can you? It's bad enough that they got people, you know, following it around to make sure that you're 
you know, social distancing and you're wearing the masks and all that kind of thing. Now they got guards following you around to make sure you don't touch yourself. <laughs> you know, sorry, officer, but uh, it was a little cramped down there. You know, I had to kind of, you know, uh, move things around. You know, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Don't don't kick me out. Of course, there's some other things that can get you kicked out of IKEA. You know, fondling the meatballs, loudly speaking in a comically fake Swedish accent, sitting down on anything hard enough to make it collapse, or shouting to anyone in earshot, "What's this crap? Cardboard?" Some other things that'll get you probably kicked out of Ikea. Visiting the cafe and asking if you have to build your own omelet. Or getting intimate with an ottoman. Hmm. Laying across a coffee table and requesting a Swedish massage. (laughs) Grabbing your crotch and saying, Hey, I got your basket drawers right here. Requesting ABBA to be played on the store's PA system. I did that once. No, no. Referring to the lingonberry sauce as dingleberry sauce. That definitely works. And also something can get you kicked out of Ikea asking why, uh, was it Fajabo? The Fajabo stuff costs so much more than the Lumart stuff. I can't even pronounce that crap. Well, anyway, snickering at the umlauts will also get you kicked out of Ikea too, whatever that is. But uh, at any rate, there, there's a, a story that I found rather perplexing about uh, U.S. border agents intercepting a shipment of phony Super Bowl rings. Okay. Yeah. Um, It happened like three dozen counterfeit NFL championship rings confiscated in the shipment from overseas. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol said these phony rings were intercepted when screeners noticed inconsistencies in a package from China. It was on its way uh, to Chicago. Customs declaration listed a ring value at 10 bucks, but when the officers opened the package, they found 35 counterfeit Super Bowl rings inside. Officials said they'd be worth about 350,000 bucks if they were genuine NFL championship rings. Officials declared the rings counterfeit due to poor quality, poor packaging, and low value, according to the agency. The rings denoted NFL championships and Super Bowl won by the Jets, by the Giants, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Packers, and the Broncos. So let me just get this straight. Okay. China manufactures counterfeit merchandise. Really? That's just not the China I know. Of course, I can't believe it either. I mean, the U.S. actually has screeners at the border. It's crazy. Have you also seen this? I just saw this this the other day. You know what a trachini is? Well, it's I guess it's the result of the pandemic. It's launched all kinds of new trends, and so you can add the trachini to this list. It's an Italian swimwear designer named uh, Tiziana Scaramuzzo who uh, posted images of her daughter wearing this trachini. It's a bikini with a matching face mask. Now, she posted this on social media as a joke, but it went viral, which things tend to do nowadays. Now she's getting tons of requests from people that actually want to buy the brightly colored face masks. Now, she has since now launched, believe it or not, a full line of the brightly colored masks, and people are buying them. Of course they are. She wants to sunbathe while in a pandemic. She doesn't want to get COVID-19. She's going down to the beach in a three-piece. A face mask and matching bikini. Two, three, four, won't spread COVID anymore. She wore a stop the virus quarantining bottom top and face trikini to keep coronavirus away. A stop the virus mouth concealing sexy matching thong trikini and she's got ten lines on half of her face. If only we can get everyone else to wear their masks over their noses now instead of under them. You know what I'm saying? My wife tells me about this all the time. She goes to the store, takes grandma to walmart they see people you know they have people sitting at the door you know where they're checking folks as they go in okay so they walk in and as soon as they get past the screener they 
scooch the face mask down just under the nose. Have you seen people that do that? Okay, just below the noses? It's really pointless, frankly, you know? Well, look, I, I, they think that it's not going to make that big of a difference, right? As long as their mouth is covered. Well, I just was wondering. I've got this new Samuel L. Jackson Alexa. Have you seen these things? They, I don't like the regular Alexas, okay? That woman's voice annoys me. I want something that's manly, okay? So I got this Samuel L. Jackson Alexa, so I think I'll ask it about how to wear masks. Just saying, okay, hang on. Hey, Samuel Alexa, uh, do I need to wear my mask over my nose? Do you need to wear your mask over your nose? Hell yes, you do! Do you not understand which of your holes are breathing holes? Do you not know your nostrils are the expressway to your lungs? Have you ever seen a damn COVID test? They don't stick that long-ass cotton swab in your ear, you know. They send all eight inches of that bad boy up your damn nose. Let me put it this way. You don't wear your underpants with your situation hanging over the top of the waistband, do you? Then why the hell would you pull your damn mask down below your nose? I know you're sick to death of wearing the stupid mask, but if you don't wear it properly, you're gonna be sick to death from something else. So cover your damn nose. I guess that settles that. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Anyway. And here's a perfectly good example of what we're talking about here. A guy gets kicked out of a McDonald's in Brooklyn, Connecticut for refusing to wear a mask, despite the statewide order there. Now, authorities are saying Jason Daddario then left the restaurant and broke one of its windows with a rock. He then allegedly fled to a nearby Walmart, where he stole several pairs of women's underwear. Yeah, that'll teach him. He was arrested as he left Walmart, but then attempted to flee. He now faces charges of criminal mischief and breach of peace, I guess. Of course, an interesting side note here. Compared to food from McDonald's, women's underwear actually has probably more nutritional value. In his defense, I think he was hoping to just use a pair of the stolen women's underwear as a face mask. What do you think? I don't know. I, anyway. Well, New Jersey, you know, reopened some of their state parks here uh, early part of May, and authorities are saying they may have to reconsider that decision if people don't stop um, relieving themselves and discarding the waste there. Oh, I'm really? No, we're not talking about just walking the dogs. State Police Superintendent Pat Callahan said the State Park Police reported an inordinate amount of urine and feces being left behind in the parks in water bottles. What? What? Callahan said the report was disheartening and advised the public that since State Park bathrooms will remain closed for now, they should plan accordingly. Callahan and Governor Phil Murphy warned that a different approach would have to be taken if people fail to obey the rules. You're not going to get a warning if we catch you leaving something like that behind, he said. I'll rub your nose in it. That's what I'll do. Wow. Yeah, that's just like New Jersey people, you know? Oh, anyway. They they probably just are looking to, you know, do get something to get out of the house, but... You know, we're all locked down here together sometimes. Sometimes it creates um, creative ways to get alone as parents. Okay, here's just a few that I read. A girl named Julie, she says she pretends to be in a meeting. Keeping my headphones on after my meeting is over just to make them think I'm still unavailable. Or um, one from Lori says she goes for a drive. I tell my kids I'm going to the store so I can just drive around and sit in the car by myself. When I come home with no groceries, I said I forgot my wallet at home. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Adrienne says she retreats to the basement. Yeah. She says I have a milk crate down in the laundry room in the basement. The family knows there are spiders in the basement and they won't follow me. Sometimes I hide the snacks behind the laundry soap. Yeah, there you go. Teresa says she retreats to the garage. She says, I sat in the garage alone last night. It was so quiet and peaceful. That's what I have a man cave for, see. Uh, Ellie says she goes into mom timeout. She tells everyone she's in trouble and she has to go on timeout. One minute for every year old I am. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) 
And uh, here's one from April. It says they take long walks. My husband and I go for three-minute dog walks most nights. It gives the kids their fortnight time and gives us alone time and gives us some exercise. Everybody wins. Michelle hides in the bathroom. There you go. I lock myself in the bathroom for a bath. Sometimes I tell the kids I have to go to the shop so they don't find me there. Well, and getting up earlier. Here's a good one. Anne Marie says she places an order and schedules pickup early, knowing that nobody would want to come with her. She said it was glorious to be alone for an hour. Murphy says stays up late, staying up way later than everyone just to read or watch a favorite TV show. You know, I would be able to do that. The problem is I've got to get up early to go on the radio. Well, apparently just too much togetherness has uh, prompted a woman to um, arm herself with a frying pan and attack her boyfriend. She got herself arrested in Chelsea, Michigan. Someone called 911 reporting this domestic disturbance, and police got there to find this guy with a head wound in the backyard. He said he was attacked by his live-in girlfriend during an argument. The man said that his girlfriend hit him over the head multiple times with a frying pan and then used a butcher knife to stab one of his car tires during the argument. She's been charged with aggravated domestic violence. Uh, What? Hit him on the head with a frying pan? Man, I I hope they sent her back to the 1950s where she belongs. Usually, for a woman to get that mad, the couple has to be married. Well, uh, Leander Police Department in Texas are saying they've identified a suspect that was caught on camera at a supermarket throwing a packaged steak and a head of lettuce at a store employee. Police said the man became irate after learning the store had implemented limits on the purchases of meat. So police have not disclosed what specific assault charges the suspect is facing. But I would say he had a pretty creative defense. Very creative. He says uh, throwing the steak at the cashier's head, see, and was his way of tenderizing the meat, I guess, right? I don't know. I think he just should have done what all the other customers did when they found out that there was a meat limit. Just hide it in your pants. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. So President Trump is now being criticized because the song Live and Let Die by Guns N' Roses was playing on the overhead speakers at one point during his visit to an Arizona factory. I just love how these people are getting mad. They say it as if Trump like took over the factory's PA system and was spinning tunes himself like it was a radio station, you know, like the 100th caller gets concert tickets. The rest of you are losers. Look, look, if you want to get technical, the factory also played Tiny Dancer and House of the Rising Sun to go with the, about 50 other songs. But if you're getting mad at the music being played in a factory that Trump was checking out, what you're telling the world is, you have it way too good. I still think it's better than when Bill Clinton used to show up and play Have a Cigar by Pink Floyd. Joe Biden's campaign has yet to narrow down the field of female presidential choices. I think Carmilla Harris is being tossed around. Joe's still feeling things out. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a touchy time for the campaign, but when is it not? And then a Florida sheriff is under fire after photos surfaced that show him partying alongside a bunch of naked models. This whole thing could have really been avoided if he just invited the bosses. They say he was naked with a bunch of orgy participants. Of course that's not PC to call them orgy participants. You're supposed to call them swing voters. New York Times announced that a majority of their staffers will not be returning to the office until September the 8th at the earliest. So I guess if you uh, read one of those high-minded think pieces from the Times, keep in mind that the guy writing it has no pants on. The sons of the jail drug kingpin El Chapo, they've been patrolling the streets of Culiacan, Mexico, threatening to torture anyone who violates the coronavirus lockdown. Yeah, you think you got it bad. It's bad there. Man, if they catch anyone outside, they make them watch an entire episode of The View. So far, nobody's broken the lockdown, though. In the sequel to Scarface, instead of a cocaine empire, I think he runs a CVS. Travis McReady, the lead singer of the country rock band Bishop Gunn, 
going to be performing their first socially distanced concert in my wonderful home state of Arkansas. Okay, let's just hope that they don't take a stage dive because nobody will catch them. Of course, on the plus side, when anybody views, uh, when, when everyone videos the concert on their phones, they won't have arms and hands right in front of them. Everybody will be trying to stay far away from the star at all times. Kind of like a Joe Biden rally. Uh, have you seen the YouTube show Brave Wilderness? I guess the host got intentionally stung by a murder hornet to show the searing pain that one experiences. Yeah, I watched it. Scientists actually have a word for people to do this. They're called idiots. Elon Musk confirmed that his baby name, AE or XAE A 12, does not stand for influenza. Of course not. It's because influenza is uh, contagious, whereas uh, no other kids are going to get this name. And yes, the baby's name really is XAE A 12, which stands for Dad Smokes Pot. You know, it's bad, though, when Kim Kardashian says that's a ridiculous baby name. The good news is Gwyneth Paltrow's son, Apple, will finally have somebody to make fun of at school. Her son, Moses, never gets picked on. That kid walks on water, though. The Tesla founder, by the way, also has filed a lawsuit against uh, the Alameda County, California, for refusing to let him reopen his auto plant amidst the coronavirus shutdowns. Technically speaking, you'd rather get named in a lawsuit by Elon Musk than named as a baby. Musk says it's just hard to understand why they're keeping the factory closed. And if anybody knows about being hard to understand, it's the guy who names his kid XAEA-12. And did you hear that Prince Harry has sold off all of his rifles and quit hunting? Yeah, Meghan Markle told him to do so. Yeah, she told him to do it. He's uh, using the rifle money now. He bought her a really nice special Gucci bag for Mother's Day. That way she can carry his nuts in it. President Obama's bashing President Trump during a phone call with Democratic leaders recently, and they've been getting a lot of attention on social media. Apparently, I guess it got so loud, he woke up Joe Biden. The president, though, fired back on Twitter, of course. But, you know, Obama doesn't really care because, you know, at this point, like getting insulted by Trump on Twitter. Yeah, it's like Weird Al Yankovic covering your song, you know. <laughs> New York City you know, they're all talking about the snow they got in Central Park for the first time since 1977 this month in May. Unfortunately, though, Jack Frost got hit with a $50 fine for not wearing the mask. And Portland had to cancel their world naked bike ride because of the coronavirus. Man, people are so out of shape right now. You know, they, they, they want to give them more time, I guess, to flatten their curves. Well, actually, I think last year's event was also postponed. Apparently, some guy showed up with a suspicious package. But frankly, I mean, anymore, it's just impossible to hold this event nowadays, you know, between the corona and the fact that a lot of people are allergic to nuts. Either way, you look at it, attendance is going to be down. I mean, they want to reschedule it for the fall. But in that weather, I think there's bound to be some shrinkage. And I told you that uh, it looks as though Kamala Harris may be a favorite for a vice presidential slot for Joe Biden's campaign, despite the string of harsh attacks that she made on him during the debate. Of course, lucky for her, Joe doesn't remember anything from three months ago. He's just looking for a woman of color. So it's either down to her or Elizabeth Warren, one or the other. I don't know. Planned Parenthood also continues to be criticized for tweeting out a happy Mother's Day message despite their active promotion of abortions. This is kind of like O.J. wishing Nicole a happy anniversary. Joe Biden continues to still be mocked, though, for these technical glitches in his virtual town hall meetings. You know, he was heard multiple times asking, am I on? (laughs) Despite the fact he's been on the whole time. Of course, it makes matters worse. He keeps insisting it was 12 o'clock because that's what his VCR was flashing. I mean, this is just cruel, you know? Making a guy his age run a virtual town hall on his own. Joe, Joe Biden knows less about technology than Amish people. Okay, look, though, it's okay, folks. Amish people don't listen to podcasts. A survey by the University of Florence found that 81% of couples don't intend to conceive a baby during the coronavirus lockdowns. Everybody thought we'd have a big baby boom. But that was back, you know, when we only expected to be locked down for two weeks. Now we're going on two months. All the couples now hate each other. And if we learned anything from homeschooling, it's that the only people having kids will be firstborns. 
And, and then there's the 80s rocker Rick Springfield. He told uh, Page Six that uh, becoming an overnight sex symbol was shocking. Of course, not as shocking as it was for Jesse's girl. It, it, just to be clear, though, the headlines refers to him as the 80s rocker because, well, that's when his biggest hits were, right? Don't confuse that with the Rolling Stones. They're 80s rockers, but that's because they're 80 and they belong in rockers. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. Or something. And now this week's Genius Award. Well, this week's uh, Genius Award, one of them is going to a 61-year-old ex-con from Florida. Of course, it had to be Florida. You know, the first rule of evidence destruction is do not hit a cop in the face with a crack pipe tossed out of your vehicle's window. But somehow that bedrock criminal principle escaped Derry West during a traffic stop last month near his uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida residence. Now, according to police, West was driving a pickup truck around 1115 at night and he was pulled over for failing to have lights illuminating his license plate. That'll do it. West apparently was unaware that police officers were approaching him from both sides of his Honda Ridgeline. At one, uh, one cop came, comes up to the truck on the passenger side. He spots West uh, throwing a small object out of the passenger window. The airborne object, quote, struck me in the face and fell to the ground, the officer noted. I then observed the object to be a small glass tube, which turned out to be a crack pipe. Now, West, who claimed the pipe was left in the truck by a friend, was arrested and booked in the county jail, from which he was later released on $2,500 bail. He also uh, convicted, uh, was convicted in 2018 for introducing contraband into a correctional facility. Yeah, real genius. It's a good thing he bonded out of jail after throwing a crack pipe. You know, if he stayed inside, he would have had to deal with his cellmate trying to lay some pipe. You know what I'm saying? This idiot probably should have known better. It's like my mom most used to always say, you know, make sure to look both ways before tossing your crack pipe. You know? <laughs> then there is this New York City-based gay porn star who's under fire for posting videos on social media, apparently showing him attending a packed party in flagrant disregard of social distancing guidelines. He's an adult performer. His name is Ian Frost. He appears to have uh, deactivated his Instagram account, as, uh, uh, but not before others uh, shared footage that they say that he posted showing more than a dozen people crammed into this apartment for this raucous bash. Footage shared on social media showed a mostly shirtless crowd dancing together under strobe lights. DJ Alec Bryan who played at the party, defended uh, taking the gig, uh, saying that he has been taking all precautions to socially distance and wearing a mask as well as washing his hands. And the Big Apple, you know, still is under a strict lockdown orders with gatherings of any size banned. Residents in New York must also remain six feet apart while in public, and any violations can come up with fines of up to a 1000 bucks. Now, with all these rules in place, I just wonder, what possessed him to throw this party? I guess he just misses being on set where he gets to see a good hang. I don't know. I mean, well, at least he had this fun. Just like Fred Flintstone, he had a gay old time. <laughs> How about this story? This is one dangerously bad decision after another. That's what uh, a 23-year-old Clearwater, Florida man is accused of making when he was arrested and charged with driving under the influence twice in a single week. The AP reported that Henry Davis got busted by Florida Highway Patrol when a trooper saw him get out of his car and start fighting with another driver. The trooper broke up the fight and then, of course, noticed that Davis was drunk. Breathalyzer test revealed his blood alcohol content was twice the legal limit, so he was taken to jail but released on his own recognizance, meaning that he didn't have to get bailed out. But then six days later, he gets arrested again for allegedly driving drunk. This time, a Clearwater officer pulled him, uh, put him in handcuffs after another driver called, cop, called the cops to report a reckless driver who nearly hit several cars. Pinellas County judge gave him a $500 bond, and he paid it and was released from jail. I mean, this guy's breathalyzer test is always high, you know? It's too bad that we just can't say the same thing about his IQ, you know, the IQ test. During the warmer months, I guess many drunk Floridians like this kid will consume the delicious cocktail sex on the beach, right? Which is probably a lot less dangerous than actually going to the beach. And then what about this? A Florida man was arrested uh, after he shot a flare gun multiple times at two people 
who were trying to serve civil process and legal papers. It's a 79-year-old William Nash. Eventually got himself arrested. 75-year-old woman, Carol Harwood, was also arrested for resisting arrest. Now, deputies responded to this home about, I don't know, 8.20 in the evening, about shots fired call. Uh, Monroe County deputies uh, said they arrived and found Harwood yelling at a man that, well, he said that he and another woman were trying to serve legal papers at the home. Now, the man said Harwood charged him and fell down before the deputies arrived. Uh, Monroe County deputy said Harwood refused to follow orders and pulled away when they tried to detain her. Nash came down the stairs with his arms raised. Monroe County deputy said that uh, he admitted to shooting at the man with a flare gun that he'd been drinking earlier that night. Of course, drinking was involved. I I like how the guy who shot the flare gun at the two people admitted to drinking. He must have been chugging some fireball himself. I mean, people are drinking just way too much during this lockdown, you know? I mean, just look at this guy. Absolutely lit. And you got to check this one out. Okay, a 50-year-old Montana man named Ronald Joseph Gallagher, arrested on several charges, including marijuana possession, resisting arrest, disorderly conduct. He was released from the Missoula County Jail after posting bond on three misdemeanor counts. And as seen in the booking photo, Gallagher, who is uh, something of a frequent flyer at the local lockup, was wearing a drug-free T-shirt when he got collared. Now, the shirt's full kicker just ran out yesterday, was actually cropped out by the jailhouse photographer. Wearing a t-shirt that said drug-free, just ran out yesterday, was definitely classy. I'll bet he hangs this in his closet next to I'm with stupid shirts and he farted shirts, you know. (laughs) I guess wearing that shirt that screams I do a lot of drugs does serve a lot of good purpose, you know. I mean, let's us all know that he supports Bernie Sanders. And you'll never believe this one. A police officer in Louisiana allegedly coerced a woman to have sex with him during a traffic stop in order for the driver to get out of a speeding ticket. 21-year-old Port Barry cop named Darwin Fortnot faces a third-degree rape charge after a woman he stopped for speeding in March said he coerced her into having sex in exchange for leniency. The public holds law enforcement to a high standard, and so do I. Port Berry Police Chief Dion Boudreaux said in the statement, whether the sexual interaction was consensual or not, it doesn't justify it. I will not tolerate such unprofessional behavior from our police officers. Fort Knott was released on bond and was placed on administrative leave. Now, the woman who's been charged with other violations said Fort Knott offered her leniency in exchange for sex and Fort Knott engaged in sexual activity. The complaint was brought to the department back uh, in late April, I guess. But, hey, look, she shouldn't have been speeding. I, I heard uh, he, he caught her doing 69 and a 40. You know, oh, okay, I'm just kidding. Look, this cop obviously deserves to be fired. I mean, he had to understand that this was not the appropriate time to pull out his nightstick. Okay, one more. According to an arrest affidavit, two Florida teenagers busted for running around Walmart coughing and spraying workers and customers with Febreze, told the cops they're just trying to be funny and make their videos for YouTube. (laughs) Responding uh, that evening to a report of a disturbance at Walmart, cops located two suspects had driven away from the Vero Beach business in a pickup. The suspects was Amos Troublefield and Antonio Green. Both of them are 18. They were captured on store surveillance footage, recording themselves coughing while spraying Febreze from under their armpits onto customers in the store. When a cop asked the teens why they would be coughing on people during a pandemic, they advised, well, we're just trying to be funny and try to make our video on YouTube. Uh, Troublefield and Green were then arrested for disorderly conduct and shoplifting. By the way, both were misdemeanors, but these two tried to be comedians. I know their act was painfully unfunny, for sure. Kind of reminds me of every late-night talk show on the air today. I guess they're using YouTube to get some fame, right? Times sure have changed, you know, because all you had to do in the past was check out Harvey Weinstein's casting couch. Sure, a lot of these law enforcement officers can't wait for this pandemic to be over, you know? So they can just go back to, uh, you know, a more subdued lifestyle, just enjoying their donuts or something. It's crazy. I know a lot of people have just been asking God, why are you doing this? Why is this happening? You know, well, a lot of people think God's doing this because he's mad at us. 
you know. If God ever had to pull together, you know, like a meeting of the chairman of the board to put together, you know, the next big plague, you know, like he used to do back in the Old Testament, I wonder what that would sound like, you know. I mean, just think about that for a minute. You know, here's God meeting with his um, um, personnel or whatever, or coming up with some ideas on what can we do to get folks' attention, to punish them for all the bad things that they've done. Hmm, what would that be like? Thank you for coming. As you know, as God, I'm in charge of finding creative ways to scare the people. Well, nothing's going to top the murder hornets. Yep, that one caused quite the buzz. Hey, oh, hey. What's something everyone stuck at home is afraid of? Having to fit into their work clothes again? We do have a lot of slobs down there. Having to see their in-laws again? Nobody will still be married by the time the lockdown is over. <laughs> what is everyone doing at home? All day long. Netflix. Oh, watching dirty movies. No? Just me? Did you just say that in front of God? He did. Go wash your hands with holy water, and we'll reconvene in 15 minutes. Well, now I conclude on this passing thought. The closest I get to a spa day is when the steam from the dishwasher smacks me in the face. Well, there has to be some acknowledgments of all the compilations and descriptions of this stupid world. I mean, what do you think? I write all this stuff by myself? So thanks to A-List Comedy, Ed Large Media, Premier Networks, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, Pulsar Radio, and United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.